It turns out masks didn't work at preventing COVID-19. Big surprise. The terror threat level is at an all-time high. Also, big surprise. Math scores in the United States have plummeted. Anyone surprised? And the Los Angeles Dodgers like women who have blonde hair and blue eyes. Man, there seems like there's a theme here today. I just can't figure it out. Maybe you can while listening to today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 256 of the Random Thoughts podcast that is spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. Still without a dishwasher, going to be two more weeks. Came in, the installation was scheduled, but we're living back like it was the 1950s. You don't really need a dishwasher. It's a luxury, sure. It's nice to know that the dishes are sanitized more than anything else. That whatever bacteria that might be left after you're washing and drying them by hand, that that's all gone. Because dishwashers, as my buddy Larry Blydner of That Larry Show, and if you're not listening to That Larry Show, says this is really just a sanitization box. And it's true. It heats the dishes up to a point to where you shouldn't have to worry about anything growing on them. And it's nice, too, that you don't have to dry them. Drying is the worst, or maybe washing is the worst. And scaldingly hot water, I need to find some of those really heavy-duty, yellow, beautiful gloves that'll fit my big hands, maybe. I did just order a brush from the grocery store that you can put your dish liquid in the head of the brush. Yeah, total convenience. So when you're scrubbing the dishes, you can just kind of like squirt out some of the Dawn onto the dish while you're cleaning it. So you don't have to worry about not having perfectly clean dishes. With those towels, man, I'm like doing a lot of towels lately. Because I don't like it. It seems weird. You let them sit out. Sure, they'll dry. But, you know, you don't want stuff growing on that. It's gross. Now, hopefully the sound of this podcast is usually pretty good. I've been using a plugin for a few weeks. I believe I mentioned it at one point when it was out in beta. It was called Goyo, G-O-Y-O. It has now come out and been officially released, which means it was time to pay up. And man, I hate paying for software. Free is a lot better. But this is one of the few simple pieces of software out there That just plain works. And I've searched for other things that do something similar to this because you figure usually when it comes to software, if one person's doing it, there's a bunch and couldn't find anything exactly like it. Nothing with the reviews as this one has from a lot of people who tried it in the beta. And since it has been released now, that say, hey, this is very simple and it just plain works. It is a little plugin that uses AI, whatever that means in this case, but it uses computer learning to try to separate your voice or whatever voice is in the recording along with 
the ambient noises and the reverb from your voice. Tries to separate those three things and each one of those tracks then it separates them as best as it can and it does a fantastic job. They're not paying me. I'm just telling you they did a fantastic job here where you can bring down the ambience, you can bring down the reverb and have a microphone that maybe wasn't sounding perfect, giving you a lot more of that studio sound that you would have if you have a sound booth. And that is one of the things that people that are doing any kind of audio struggle with. You can spend a lot of money and put up the foam panels and that on your wall to try to keep the reverb down. But if you're in a non-treated room, there have been a few microphones that I've tried out that just did not sound good at all in a non-treated room because it took way too much of the room's reflection. This little plug-in may be the answer for people that have that issue and don't want to go out and buy another microphone because the microphones that do a really good job as far as rejecting the room noise that I found are either the Shure SM7B. I know if Andrew's listening, he's like, yes, microphone talk, microphone talk. And the Electro Voice RE20. Both of these microphones are in the four to $500 range. So not everybody wants to jump in on one of those. When you have a software solution, this has a retail price of 99 bucks. I totally missed out on the email they sent that said, well, the day, and this was kind of bad marketing, I think. The day that their plugin stopped working, their coupon code that they sent out to the beta testers also ended the day before that. So it was like December 3rd or whatever it was the other day. That was the last day for the beta and the coupon code that they had sent out to buy it for $29 was already expired. I'm like, oh man, because if I didn't have the coupon code, I would have probably paid the 69 bucks as much as I hate paying for software because this software just works and I release four podcasts or so a week and it does a nice job of cleaning up any little bits of reverb that find their way into the recording. But I emailed them and I'm like, oh, I totally missed out on the coupon code. And they sent me one, which is expiring on Saturday. So if you're listening to this and you're a podcaster or you work with audio and you'd like something that can get rid of the reverb or rid of the ambient noises when you're trying to just isolate a voice, go check them out. It is supertone.ai. The product is called Clear. And don't tell them I gave it to you. But if you use coupon code EXT29, you can buy it for 29 bucks up until Saturday. And again, I am not being sponsored. I do not get a cut or anything when you buy it. There's no affiliate program here. This is just software that I've been using that I think works really well. And if you can get it for 29 bucks rather than 69 bucks or 99, now is the time to do it. And it also shows sometimes if you miss one of those deals, if you miss a coupon code and you really want to buy the product, drop the company an email. A lot of times 
they'll be more than happy to oblige you to make the sale. Now, I don't always like to take No, wait, this, that's totally a lie. I do enjoy taking a victory lap from time to time. And I discussed masks in depth during the whole COVID debacle and said, forget what anybody else is saying. Just think about it. Just think about the fact that what you're talking about is a little piece of paper that's going in front of your face and what the filtering capability of a normal surgical mask would be when it comes to particles that are small enough, you know, like virus particles. A systematic review of studies of mask mandates for children published Saturday in the British Medical Journal's Archives of Disease and Childhood, yeah, I'm sure you're all reading that, found there was, quote, no association with infection or transmission in 16 of the 22 observational studies and critical or serious risks in bias in the six countervailing studies. This got the attention of Elon Musk, of course, because Elon, he's kind of a scientist. He pretends to be. He seems to know a lot more than some of the scientists out there. I'll give him that. This from an article on Just the News, quote, self-reported SARS-CoV-2 infections were higher the more often people said they wore masks, according to a Norwegian study that was accepted for publication November 13th in the Cambridge University Press Journal of Epidemiology and Infection. These findings, it says, further cast doubt upon the practice of not only public health authorities, but scientists themselves in demonizing the science-based skepticism of the effectiveness of COVID interventions, particularly in relation to their potential medical, mental, and social harms, end quote. So it seems at the best, masks did nothing, and some of the data would appear that wearing a mask also made you more susceptible to getting the disease, which I believe was discussed on this program. The amount of people who use the mask for long periods of time if people are infected, then you're going to have things staying on that fabric. The fabric is not magic. It's a simple piece of paper. It is not meant to filter out viruses. When you're looking at filters that can do that, they are much more expensive than a surgical mask would be. There's more layers and the material is completely different than what people were wearing on their face, which a lot of the time, because we had mandates and people didn't want to keep throwing away those paper surgical masks, and rightfully so, but a lot of people decided that they were going to buy a mask from companies who were just making them as fashion accessories because all they were were cotton t-shirt material or whatever that was being made out of, but it was basically like throwing your t-shirt or your underwear on your face and it did nothing to prevent the spread of COVID or anything else. So feel free to look up those studies. But the bottom line, the data is coming out now. Masking does not work. So the next time there is an uptick in COVID or some other virus that spreads and there's a mask mandate, you will know that it is 100% political. You will know it is more about control 
and controlling your behavior than keeping you from getting sick. And your children will know, I would hope, if you teach them that it was all a farce. And while some people may try to make the case that, oh, well, the politicians just didn't know any better. Well, the doctors should have. The Fauci's of the world should have. Because as I believe I pointed out on this show when COVID was going on, there was research that had been done years before when it came to the effectiveness of wearing a mask on keeping out a virus. And it was apparent at that point that masking would not work. It was more, I believe, a placebo. It was more a safety blanket that people could feel better, that they were doing something, that they had to do something because otherwise this big bad virus might get them. And that the people that were suggesting you waste your time and money buying masks, putting them in your wash, wasting all the time and money associated with masking up and masking up your kids. They knew it wasn't going to keep you safe. They knew it wasn't going to keep you from getting sick. It was simply because they had nothing else. And they thought that this way people would feel like they at least had some control. And that case can be made. But I don't think anybody really understood the negative impacts of the masks and making people afraid to go out without them. So for everybody, I think that found it soothing. Oh, that I'm doing something. I'm wearing a mask. I'm doing what's right. I think there were a lot of people who were utterly paranoid in the world around them and have never lost that even now as we know the world is again a different place we have a lot more information we know that the virus had continued to mutate and also as predicted on this show would continue to get less and less severe less and less lethal and less symptoms where now really is not a whole lot different than the common cold or flu of years past. And if anybody was really following the science, they would have known that was the inevitable place this was all going to get to. Now, another inevitable place that I think we all knew this was going to get to, the FBI director says, that the terror threat level is now elevated to an all-time high since the October 7th blinking lights everywhere, says Christopher Ray, And I believe they do mean that this is the all-time high terror level. It's just Fox News does not know how to write a headline because if you say that it's an all-time high since October 7th, well, you're saying that it, this is only the level, the highest since October 7th. and that, not seemingly what the article says, but don't trust journalisming. It's what the one guy in YouTube called it, journalisming. I thought it was a great term. I forgot his name. The term was great, though, and he's absolutely correct. The journalistic ability in this world is gone. It's been turned over a lot of it to the chat GPTs of the world, which if we can just go on a side tangent for a moment, this is why you don't trust anything written 
on the internet or anywhere else, but the internet especially, because a lot of these companies, as I talked about last week, Sports Illustrated are using the AIs to write the content on their site. I've been getting emails from companies now since I have websites that are hawking a product that isn't, well, give us the topics and, you know, we'll give you an outline and you can write your article. No, this is, we will choose the topics. We will write the articles and we'll publish them to your website all for one low monthly rate. You don't have to do anything. This is not for writers. This is not to assist writers. It is to do the writing for you, to do the thinking for you. So be very wary of sites online and you're going to start seeing way more AI content. But back to the fun of an elevated terror watch thing going on here. When the border was opened by the Joe Biden administration, the minute he came into office, oh, we can't have that horrible policy that Trump had this remain in Mexico. No, we can't. Come on in. We have sanctuary cities all over the place. I've been telling you for the last three years that with the amount of people coming over the border, how many of them have been on the terror watch list? How many of them are coming in from countries like China and Russia and the Middle East, which are single males of, you know, being in the military kind of age? Well, does that have anything to do, do you think, with the fact that the terror threats right now in this country are the highest they have ever been? This from an article on Fox, and again, don't believe their headlines. It says, Senator Lindsey Graham asked Ray, that would be Christopher Ray, who is the director of the FBI, asked him to describe the current threat matrix. Ooh, that's a hell of a movie, the threat matrix that is facing the United States. And what Christopher Ray responded was, quote, what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they may be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats were all elevated all at exactly the same time, end quote. So blinking red lights everywhere, not a good sign. That was what happened right before 9-11, before the planes went into the Twin Towers. The alarm bells were going off and the people at the three-letter agencies just missed them. Now they just may be overwhelmed. There may be so many threats that we're at that inevitable point yet again. And what will the end result be? It'll probably be bad. It'll probably be a lot of people dead. You can point it right at the Biden administration for letting the borders be as porous as they are because it makes it that much easier for the people that want to do harm to American citizens and to the country, allows them right on in. No checks. Don't care. Don't know who they are. Don't know where they are because, oh, it's racist to try to stop people at the border. If you're still believing that line, you really have a problem. You really do not understand the world around you and that there are people that are wanting to do you harm. 
It's like the LGBTQ folks that are like, we love Hamas. And people pointing out, well, if Hamas saw you, they'd kill you. So you might want to think about the people that you are backing. But people rarely do. They're stupid. They see the headlines and the headlines are usually wrong. Like they are on Fox News. Usually wrong. They don't understand what they're backing. But the other people we think are bad. Because we didn't learn anything in school because they don't teach us anything in school except how to be good socialist or Marxist, how to go out there with the sign and protest or sit in traffic and block it. This coming from Axios, U.S. students' math scores plunge in global education assessment. Yeah, I guess they do global tests to see where every country is when it comes to things like reading and mathematics and i mean the good sign is the united states capability to read seems to be pretty good i don't know what people are reading so that's the questionable thing i don't think people are reading a lot of books anymore maybe they're reading the subtitles on tiktok but the math scores have plummeted to some pretty bad levels. The U.S. saw a 13-point drop in the 2022 Program for International Student Assessment, PISA, if you really want to get the acronym. The math results compared to their 2018 exam. The 2022 math score was not only lower than it was in 2012, but it was among the lowest ever measured by PISA in mathematics for the United States. Now, when it comes to science, Math is important, but as I've brought stories to you here, what has the left been pounding on while the math scores in this country? And let's not even point the finger at these teachers unions. But the left has been pointing out that math is so racist. I had a story for you last week that we have children in a high school here in the Chicago area that if you're Latin or if you are black, you can go, hey, I don't want to be in a class with whitey. And that's not a guy. Whitey, just white people. They want to be in a class just with people that have the skin color that they have. That is not racist at all, is it? And you wonder why the country is failing at things like mathematics because they refuse to teach these things to the students because some people might not be able to handle it. Some people may not have the intelligence or the wherewithal to want to apply themselves to learn the subject. And it's then racist if only white people or only Asian people or whoever's good at mathematics at the current day. It's not anybody in the United States, it would appear. But math is a big part of science. Math is a big part of all this AI stuff. Computers and this math, they're all zeros and ones. How do you think it all works? It's math. Algorithms. Things and concepts that if you aren't able to keep up on the world stage, the United States is going to further fall behind. The article on Axios says the big picture is this, quote, 31 countries and economies maintained or improved upon their 2018 math scores, including Switzerland and Japan. Countries that did so shared some common characteristics, including shorter school closures during the pandemic and fewer impediments to remote learning per the report, end quote. 
So not closing your schools was a good thing. How about that? Who would have figured that one out? Go right back to the last story. Masks didn't work. Keeping the kids home didn't work because a virus is going to find you. If somebody, one person in your house has to go out and get food somewhere and bring it back in, you're not isolated. You can't really isolate yourself from a virus. It is very hard to do. And we don't really need to keep beating on that dead horse. But it is true. It also says, quote, 10 countries and economies, Canada, Denmark, Finland, Hong Kong, Ireland, Japan, Korea, Latvia, Macau, and the UK saw their students score proficiently in all three domains and had high levels of socioeconomic fairness per the report. So the UK and Ireland, I guess they're doing something right when it comes to education. Canada, Denmark, Finland, Hong Kong, Japan, and even Latvia and Macau. Who knew? the united states though not doing so well because like most things in the united states it turns to politics and once anything turns to politics it turns to crap there's really no way around it once it turns to politics it turns to crap and once people start going oh no no wait 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 these students here these minority students they are unable to do math so math is now racist that does nothing but make the life of every student and the lives of everybody involved were. So congratulations for those of you who want to deem math racist. You are indeed morons. And another story in a world where kids can decide they want to be in classrooms with only people that look like them. We're raising questions on who should be allowed to decide what. This from the Southern California record. It says, quote, Two non-white flight attendants have filed suit against United Airlines, claiming the airline discriminated against them in how the company staffed its charter flights for the Los Angeles Dodgers by preferring white female workers with blonde hair and blue eyes, a look they said was preferred by the Dodgers for their staff on team flights, end quote. So we have a lawsuit here. People that are upset that they were unable to make the Los Angeles Dodgers flights. I mean, some people may know, some may not. Most professional sports teams here in the United States seem to charter airlines to bring them from place to place. They don't have their own airplane. The Chicago White Sox don't have their own plane. They also use United or one of the other carriers. And in this case, the Los Angeles Dodgers, these flights still have to be staffed. And since the flight is being paid for in full by the Dodgers, I guess they get to make certain choices. The Dodgers were in a little bit of trouble not that long ago for bowing down to the woke mob and honoring a bunch of people that turned out to be not so good. In this case, the Dodgers, again, have a target on their back. There have been stories in the recent past that the Dodgers are one of the least diverse teams in baseball as if they're choosing their players on the field also by the color of their skin. Maybe they are, but they seem to win. So it also seems like they're putting together a decent team every year. But in this case, the people that are filing the lawsuit, one of them A 50-year-old black woman allegedly had worked for United for 17 years. 
and another one who is Mexican, black and Jewish and allegedly had worked for the airline for 16 years. It says, quote, for more than a decade each, both of these plaintiffs attempted to apply for the Dodgers in flight charter program. They had the necessary experience and qualifications, but their requests were dismissed and rejected because plaintiffs were not white, end quote. I mean, I don't think that's exactly what they were told, but that is what they are discerning. The interesting part of this is that one of these flight attendants was selected for the program in 2020 and the other in 2022 after successfully conducting interviews with the airline. But then they found out that several other white flight attendants were chosen for the duty without having to be interviewed. Quote, when Todd and Quisalia asked United why certain flight attendants were added to the dedicated crew or dedicated list without having to interview like they did, they were told that these white flight attendants fit a certain look that the Dodgers players like. This is the plaintiff's statement in the lawsuit. Says as a result of the addition of the new white crew members, they began receiving fewer flights as part of the Dodger in flight charter program. The Dodger is not named in the lawsuit. But the question here then starts becoming Is it lawful for somebody like the Los Angeles Dodgers or any sports team when given the opportunity that says, Well, you know what? We want flight attendants to be like this. Do anybody? be saying anything if the Dodgers are like, well, we want black flight attendants. Well, no, that would be diversity. The Dodgers, though, I guess saying we want white flight attendants, blonde hair, blue eyes. Well, that's where the problem comes in. But aren't you allowed to have a certain look? This has been the argument for a long time with restaurants like Hooters. Well, you know, there's certain things about the waitresses at Hooters and they fit a certain mold. Is that legal? Is that good? Is it bad? It's a private business. They shouldn't be allowed to discriminate against people, but that's exactly what happens in a large variety of workplaces. Otherwise, why don't we have fat black men playing skinny white women characters on television in the movies? Why do we have to fit a certain checklist of what somebody looks like for them to be employed? And you might say, well, you know, it's not really the same thing playing a character in a movie and being a flight attendant for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I would make the case that, as Elvis Presley once said, all the world's a stage and we all play our part. I think a flight attendant in this case is partially a performance. So the question becomes, is it okay for the Los Angeles Dodgers to say we want all black flight attendants, or we want all white flight attendants, or we want only flight attendants with red hair and green eyes. Is that something that should be allowed? I mean, it's a free country and all, but then you can go right down the discrimination pass. Things start getting very confusing very quickly. And this lawsuit is even more interesting that they were shown that the people that are indeed filing the lawsuit were eventually chosen for the program, so you can't say it was impossible, but they certainly had preferences. And in this case, I mean, I guess United was kind of stupid not to at least have interviews with the new folks that were coming on board. But it's like, no, no, you just fit the criteria. 
And I'm not really sure one way or the other on this one where the public will come down in this woke world that we have. Is it okay for the team or any team or anybody that is paying for the plane? I mean, Taylor Swift, if she's chartering a flight and she says she only wants female uh, flight attendants, what if the company's like, no, 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 we want to give you a bunch of big burly men. And she's like, I don't want that. Well, is that wrong? Where do you get to decide? What's okay to decide? Is it okay to decide if you want a flight attendant of a certain gender? Is it okay to decide you want a flight attendant with a certain look or not? I'm curious what you think. Just let me know, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at Random Thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, Thoughts.com. Yeah, can't mess that up. R-A-N-D-U-M-B, Thoughts.com. It is simply not a cut and dry thing. And it is very interesting to me that the flight attendants in this case are now 50 and 44 and have been selected because otherwise I would have been thinking, well, we're looking for blonde hair, blue eyed. Their Dodgers are probably looking for flight attendants in their 20s, maybe 30s, but 40s and 50s. That's kind of a surprise. So there's a lot of information that's not being divulged here. As with every story, I warn you about that all the time. Always look for what isn't being mentioned. And in this case, we really don't know what the whole lineup of the people that were allowed into this program were. Although, again, if you do a search, you'll see the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're a very white team. They're one of the biggest, most white teams in baseball. And, of course, that must be racist, and they're not just picking the best players. Can you do that with hockey, too? Can you go with the most black team in hockey? It doesn't really work or the uh, whitest team in the NBA. How about we just try something crazy and go with the most qualified people for the position, no matter what that is. And the thing that I do best, I think, is talk. So that is why I hope you are listening to the Random Thoughts podcast and the show I do with Larry Blydner on Monday's Planet Rage, planetrage.show, the show I do with Ryan Bemrose on Wednesdays, if you like kind of a tech and politics bent. That is Grumpy Old Ben's, grumpyoldbens.com, and the show I do with Gene on Friday. He doesn't like to use his last name because he's Russian. He's afraid people won't like him. It is unrelenting.show. They are all value-for-value shows, which means they are not behind a paywall. You get to listen to them and decide, like this one, if you've gotten any value out of the show whatsoever, then you can put a number on it. Was it a few bucks? Was it a latte? Was it a lot of bucks, like a pizza? And they're getting smaller. We ordered a pizza the other day in the large. It's like, is this it? This is all there is? It should be larger. Is it a uh, Elon Musk electric vehicle? Is it one of them new cyber trucks? Who knows? Put a price on it. Go over to randomthoughts.com slash donate. Click that donate button once, and you can do a monthly or a single donation through PayPal. Use the QR codes and wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. box address if you want to let Uncle Sam handle the whole thing for you and if you are on patreon you can go over to random thoughts on patreon and if you are into the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem and if not just go over to newpodcastapps.com you can find out more information there but you can boost and send us a boostagram and i'm glad that exists because that's the only way we got a donation for today's episode thanks to our buddy sir nubbin who was trying to boost during the rock and roll pre-show that I do for the no agenda show on Thursdays and Sundays. 
and he was having some problems. So he said a boost to the random thought show instead, which is good because otherwise would have had absolutely nothing. And that just seems sad as we go towards the Christmas season. But I get it. It is the Christmas season. It is Joe Biden and Bidenomics. People have to buy gifts. And I get it. Things are stretched tight. So we're only shaming you so much. No sad puppy here today. Sir Nubbin came in with a boost of 57,660 Satoshis. And that sounds really impressive. And it should be because it's still $25.27. And it is very much appreciated whether he meant to send it here or not. Do you listen to the show, Sir Nubbin? If you do, let me know. If not, it's okay. The donation was uh, accredited here. And I felt like somebody was listening. Again, if you want to support the show, random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. And let me know, really, is it okay that we only have blonde, blue-eyed flight attendants? Or is it bad? Is that racist? Is it horrible? Is it sexist somehow? It's something. And the white guy, the straight white guy, they're always at fault. That I've learned in this new society. It's always the straight white guy's fault. And as a straight white guy I said, hey, I didn't do it. But I did do this episode and I am going to do another one next week. So thank you for listening. I know there's a lot of different shows you can be listening to. You can be getting entertainment in all sorts of ways. So it is an honor that you are listening to this show. It is appreciated. Tell a friend, help it grow. Leave a review where you get your podcast if you can. And with all that said, I will be back next week for another edition of the Random Thoughts podcast. Until then. I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.